Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we share our NBA regular season reaction to all of the awards that were announced. Michael Jordan finally gets announced as an MVP trophy. We're going to express how we feel about that. Also, we're going to talk about our top five MVP candidates so far during the NBA season. We're also going to go through a list of five NBA teams where it seems like there always seems to be something missing. And then we get into some other NBA news nuggets. We also talk about the Deion Sanders controversy with him leaving Jackson State in exchange for a Division I college job with Colorado. We're going to get our feedback from that. Also, the feedback from the Shannon Sharp Skip Bayless incident that happened during one of their episodes. We have a few mailbag questions and we have again another annual top 10 instrumental albums of 2022 list for you from both me and Ian. We have some awards to give out as well. So just sit back, relax, get some popcorn and enjoy the show. All right, what up, what up? What's going on? We are back. Man, been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Without a dope podcast to step to. Yes, Magnificent Vibes is back. Also, Vibes and stuff is back. So y'all know yes. what to do. Hit them subscribe buttons and all that other good stuff, man. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Vibes and stuff. We just kicked off our season, our 15th season. We did a very, uh, we had a very nice discussion, in-depth discussion um, on this week's show. Uh, we reviewed some of our favorite individual hip-hop tracks of the year as well. Uh, so nice. make sure y'all check me out, man. Rodney, man, tell your, tell your people, tell the Wootens to fight with your boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you know the Wootens? I, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, shout out, shout out to the content creators. I, I I didn't know them. Their name sounds familiar, actually, but like, no, nah, I, I didn't know them. But that was a dope interview y'all did. I, I really enjoyed that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I so I met Ashley. She used to be in our zone in Metropolitan, and um, I worked with her a couple of times. And you know, it was nice conversation about music and stuff like that. It was like, man, it was refreshing to get somebody, you know, at the carts that, you know, you could talk a little, you know, something with it without, you know, <laughs> the, the, the the usual ordeal. But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, yeah, no, I got yeah, you. I but, got you. It's, it's generational differences. I, I discuss music all the time with Brother Sanders, but his his musical knowledge pretty much stops at like 1987. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, he cut that, you know, he, he stays stuck, you know, you know, with other people, you can kind of, I, I like when I can talk to, you know, different people about different variety of music, man, so, uh, and actually, I, I mean, I, I, apparently, I met Jeremy, like, a long time ago at a gathering, but, <laughs> and uh, I guess he remembers, so I was like, oh, okay, I, I, you know, I didn't know he, uh, I don't remember meeting him back then, but if we did, I, I'm glad I left for good impression on them <laughs> you know? so, that's what's up man that's what's up so yeah 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 if y'all they, they got a dope channel they got a dope channel you know all these content creators shout out to all these witness 
content creators is out there doing their thing and not getting judged, you know, on what they doing. So it is what it is. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, I like this, uh, this, this this picture right here, man. <laughs> That's art right there. That's art right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had to go with the the, the the original logo this time, man. I ain't have enough time to cough up something uh, interesting like you. <laughs> but, Yo, but it's, shout out, shout outs, man. I got shout outs. You got shout. I got one too, man. I got one too. I got I got one to get off my chest. But go ahead. Yeah, boy, that's gonna be good. Uh, shout out to friends who use their comments as an opportunity to make confessions. And shout out to the Watchtower study conductors who hold it together when they doing this. Oh, snap. Okay. We, we, we got a... Uh... This is something I've been meaning to address. Nothing recently happened, but <clears throat> that, that was something that I did notice was a trend. And I don't know if this is regional or cultural, but like, yeah, sometimes friends get on the mic and they just, man, I don't know. They like, they just start confessing to all this stuff that they felt they did wrong and they like... <laughs> <laughs> if what? it relates to the watchtower and like you know and it's like oh okay well we, we we glad you got it together we glad you you know you're not doing drugs no more and living a promiscuous lifestyle and you know um and you know shout out to the watchtower study conductors that keep a straight face when they doing this <laughs> hey that, that's impressive man <laughs> because me I, i'm i'm terrible at that man i'm terrible at that what keeping a straight face yeah i'm terrible man I, i'm my wife be trying to calm me down man during the meetings man I, i'll explode laughing like like i i don't you know nothing get past the nothing get past me i'm sorry and like I, i'm attentive to everything so when that stuff happened and i conduct the watchtower my creation I, I haven't had too many like comments like that there are people just giving out their whole confessions book but uh i've had a few people dro uh, drop some slang in their comments that you know i'm in a pretty fairly mixed congregation so there's only a certain uh you know amount of people that's gonna basically catch on to what you're saying and then you have the other side that's like they're laughing but like oh uh, what are we laughing about then you have to explain <laughs> to them after the meeting <laughs> okay, cuffing season. What she meant by cuffing season me. Oh wow, they went they they pulled I'm, out the cuffing season. I'm just no no they ain't throw out the cover. I'm just using cuffing season as an example. You know what I mean? Like somebody <laughs> I remember somebody said uh side piece in a comment one time. Oh wow. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I laughed, you know, a few of the friends, you know, the, the, the friends that understand laugh. But then you had the other friends, they laughing along with with us. But, you know, after the meeting, we going to be getting some questions. Like, I didn't get why, like what, why like, that. Like what, is a, what, a, what, a, what is a side piece? Is that like something that goes yeah. with your meal? <laughs> I didn't get what sister such and such was talking about, but it did sound funny when she said it. But what does she mean by side piece? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. It's like, oh, OK. All right. That's playing side piece. Side piece. All right. Y'all in the rip over there, man. Dude, I, I got I've been counseled about saying the word cool on stage. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, it depends on. Yeah, it depends on certain brothers. That's what I start to realize. It, it's it's really like there are certain brothers, like certain elders, that don't really be bothered by that. But then you got other elders that like, oh, you shouldn't say this. You shouldn't say that. And you're like, oh, okay, all right. You know, I know it's a habit. I know it's a habit, but you can clean that up. You know, just a little bit. Like, oh, all right, whatever. You know. Yeah, but then yeah. you talk to somebody else, and you you kind of bounce it off their head, and they be like, "Hey, what you think of me saying this?" And they be like, "Oh, it don't really bother me." So I don't know. I feel like brothers gotta be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. You you don't want to go overboard with the council, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You gotta be careful. Not saying that. Not not saying that we above council or anything. But it's just like you know, sometimes we kind of. We, we counsel without any type of, they're not saying everything has to be in writing. Not everything doesn't have to be in writing, but sometimes things can be your personal preference or your your uh, personal things that you get turned off about and you want a certain person to say it and then you just try to implement it to that person. But then somebody else is like, oh man, you did an excellent job. I don't know what he's talking about. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. yeah yeah that's why it's best to just have a really good and balanced um uh, auxiliary counselor and um kind of let him deal with it you know yeah like you don't want the auxiliary counselor to be too old because he he might he might come down on you for saying the word cool but you don't want him to be too young and inexperienced because he certain things might get by him so that's why it's good to have a nice balanced auxiliary counselor yeah yeah exactly yeah. So, yeah, man, I've never experienced that though. As far I've, as I, uh, like people and, 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 and talk, that life story. And a word of advice to our listeners: <clears throat> any listeners who, you, if you go out and you you're at the point where you're giving um, public talks to other congregations, always, always check in with your auxiliary counselor before and after your talk and ask them what what advice, what counsel do they have for your for the part for the talk you just gave. They, they appreciate that, you know, and it gets them in the habit of doing that. And then they invite you back because I've seen situations where a brother from my congregation will go to a, a, a congregation to give a talk and just like did a terrible job. But they think they killed it, but they right. don't know because they didn't even check in with the auxiliary counselor. And then <laughs> we get where it gets back to me, you know. <laughs> You know, do the talk on it. Like, yeah, they, they said, don't ever send so and so back over here to give a talk. Right. So, <laughs> check, check in with the auxiliary counselor and actually listen to what he has to say. That's that's very true. That's very true. And, um, you know, I try to make it a habit of doing that myself is just making sure that I, you know, you know, because you never, you always want to improve. You know, you don't always want to feel like, you know, your talks is so banging that you don't really need no counsel from anybody. And you just this cold speaker that just, you know, going bouncing from congregation to congregation, giving these, you know, so-called, quote unquote, elaborate talks. But you really don't sound all that like elaborate. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you don't you don't yeah. sound as what you think you do. You, you and you might be coming off kind of arrogant. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Any more shout outs? Nah, man, that's all I got. <laughs>
I got, I got a shout out. I got, I got a good uh, 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 mailbag question later, though. <laughs> oh, okay. I got a shout out, man. Shout out, shout out to these grocery stores, man. I'm, I'm pissed off right now. I'm pissed off. I can't even. I can't even shop like I used to. Like you can't even shop in increments no more. It's not even the big. Like you know how I don't know how you do your shopping, grocery shopping, in. But you know, for me, you know, I was I would do like one big shop at, at the beginning of the month or at the middle of the month or whatever. And you know, you get the bulk of what you need, and then you just let it, you know, ride until you know you're good. You know, until so you until so you got to do it again the next month later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then you also have those in between weeks where you know you got dairy products stuff that expire quick you know things that run out quick in the house that you might have to just make a pit stop at the grocery store and just get a couple of items and and you good you know you walk out you only spend about 10 bucks and you good you know and it lasts you another two weeks until you have to do your next big shop man not anymore not anymore and i went to the aldi's bro I went to Aldi's last week just to get some eggs and some creamer, bro. Eggs and some creamer. From Aldi. And, I walked, and, and maybe and, and it was a couple of items that made it add up. But even then, when I used to get just eggs or, or just something small like that, you know, you walk out, you know, spend about 10, 12 bucks. Man, I walked out of Aldi's, man, and spent like $30. What? It only had a bag for only had a bag, a plastic bag full of groceries, bro. Eggs was like five dollars. I'm like, and I, I, I usually get the brown eggs, right? Caged eggs, right? So I'm like, <laughs> I get the cage. Brother, brother, brother Sanders says those are healthier. Yeah, yeah. Brother Sanders say those are healthier. You know what I mean? It's good for your good cholesterol. I go over there. It's five dollars, right? Five dollars. $5, right? So I'm like, oh man, you know what, man? Skip this health stuff. Let me go to the let me go to the regular egg section. Five dollars. I said, since when did regular eggs cost just as much as caged eggs? Yeah, that that they used eggs used to cost like what? Two dollars maybe? Yeah, not even <laughs> like $150. And all these like you get a two 12 dozens for like Two dollars. Now, now I'm paying five dollars for twelve dozen eggs. I, I was blown away, bro. I'm it's like, I, I thought, right? All these are supposed to be the fallback store, like grocery store where you know you ain't trying to spend that much money. You know, you ain't trying to go to a, a Jewel or Walmart or anything like that, or Target or whatever. You just want to go to all these, grab something real quick. You know, and then go. You can't even do that at Aldi's anymore, because everything is Aldi's is more expensive than some of these regular restaurant, uh, 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 regular grocery stores. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. I went to Dunkin' Donuts this morning, ordered a bagel, just a bagel and a coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you. <laughs> Seven dollars and fifty-eight cent, Rodney. That used to be like three dollars and some change, bro. Seven fifty-eight for a bagel and a, and a coffee, dude. They wraps went up. The little sausage wraps and the little ham wrap, whatever. You used to get uh, those even, like. I don't even get into that. Like, give me, give me donuts, coffee, and bagels at Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not, I'm not buying any of y'all's 
uh, nasty sandwiches. Just just give me what y'all are good at. But, but like, this is not like they this these are the it's not even the sandwiches. It's just a mini wrap that they used to sell for like a dollar uh, seventy nine dollar and seventy nine cent back before the pandemic. I went. I was doing a shift at, at Orange Line. You know, I, I got sent from Zone One to Zone Five in Metropolitan. <laughs> zone Five is now Orange Line. So I'm like, man, you know. Ain't really nothing to eat over there at the orange line except this little crummy uh crummy Dunkin' Donuts that's you know there. So I'm like, I told Daniel, like, you know, we wanna get wraps like we used to, you know. I had like three dollars in my pocket. I go up to Dunkin' Donuts, and the wraps like three ninety-nine. Please <laughs> <laughs> these little bitty wraps, y'all better add a sausage. Y'all better add more than just one little piece of sausage on there. Man, Rodney, I, I I might have to go back to selling heroin just to make ends meet. I don't know about you, but man, uh, uh, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, and you know, as a barber, man, you know, I I, I just it, it, it's you know we always talk about for you know lately a lot of barbers been talking about pricing and stuff like that, but with any job now, man. You can't be paying nobody no 15 an hour no more. Not not with these prices now. With these gas prices, you, it, everybody's gotta. Everything's gotta go up. If everything, if, if groceries is this expensive and all this other stuff, people need to get paid more. No matter what job they're doing, because it, it's gonna be virtually impossible to live to, to to make a living when you can't even make a little small pit stop. You felt like you went grocery shopping and spent over a hundred dollars on on a, a basket full of groceries. It is it sucks. So I'm sorry. That's my rant for the day. That was my grocery store rant. I, I texted you last week and I was so heated, bro. <laughs> it's like this everywhere, man. It's like this and everywhere. I, Oddly enough, like in the liquor industry, like the prices have not gone up on the majority of items like shockingly like certain items like Hennessy yeah that's that's gone up but like the basic stuff it's still still for the most part pretty cheap oh yeah they you know they, you know they want to keep the alcoholics you know what I'm saying please so oh absolutely you don't, don't want to get you don't want to lose that money no, not at all. And I, I got I got bills to pay, so I can't, right. I can't I can't be having this alcohol go up too much. I gotta I gotta sell booze to the community. Right, exactly. So you know, it's true. but they they know what they're doing. The industry know what they're doing. It is it's it's terrible, man. Oh, uh, how my mic sound, bro? Oh, it sounds fine. Oh, great, great, great. And I, I was want to apologize about the last episode, man. My, my mic. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with my podcast, Mike. Man, it was acting, it was acting like trash that day. So I apologize to all the to the listeners. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Victor, man. You know he the one. He had texted me like, "Man, your audio, man." I'm like, "I know, Vic. I know." Yo, it's in the. I put it in the disclaimer in the caption, bro. You know, it, I, I, you did, you did, you sure did. Shout out to Vic, man. Shout out to Vic. Hey, big time, big time. Been listening to us since we started, so. Uh, big shout out to him. We don't, we don't want to sell people like Big Short, so I'm just want to trying to make sure my mic sound good. <laughs> oh, know, and thanks for it. the thanks for the cookies, Vic. That was, those was good, man. He had sent me some butter cookies, man. So it was 
Uh, it was nice. nice. It was nice, man. Hey, it, yeah, man. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit your boy Vic up, man. <laughs> yep, you get down. Brother Sanders liked him too. So he <laughs> his, uh, mama's cookies. <laughs> he, 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 took, he, took, he, but Brother Sanders bought a few and took them over to Sister Williams Bible study house. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, one of the uh, one of Sister Williams Bible studies kids was over. You know, they was playing Fortnite and whatever. You know, and I'm like, why y'all playing? Y'all, why y'all allowing kids play play Fortnite? Sister Williams was like, what? Oh, Fort Fortnite? What, what's Fortnite? And I'm like, uh, never mind, never mind. Here's the cookies. From, you know, and I just need some cookies, brother. Sanders needs some cookies for you know. Uh, <laughs> Congregation politics, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Got this kid playing Fortnite doing a Bible study. Uh, all right. Anyway, man, <laughs> let's get to some NBA, man. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, we got we got a lot to catch up on, man. Good. Uh, the NBA season is what two months in now. Get, getting towards two months in, and yeah, um, it is still wide open. It is so. The league is so evenly matched, bro. It is. I've never seen an NBA season where two months in, like, it's still like so wide open and so unpredictable. There's like a there's like a four or five win game difference in the Western Conference between the number one seed and the number eleven seed. Right. Right. Five games. Yep. Yep. It's impressive. It's impressive, uh, and it's a lot of. There's a couple of teams here, man, that 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 I'm shocked that are in the race right now. But uh, we gonna get into that in a minute. But yeah, it's. I was telling another, you know, telling one of my customers, I was like, man, we don't we don't need no blockbuster trades this year. Stop talking about this. All oh, this team needs to trade for this team for player or this other. No, keep it as it is. Let these teams work out their kinks. You know what I mean? Let's let's yeah. let's keep it like this. I like the parody. We don't need no no super super teams brewing. Just just be good with the parody. And the only reason the only reason they're talking about blowing up teams like the Bulls is so that they can send the best of the spare parts over to teams like LA and Brooklyn. So like exactly. please, stop stop with all this talk. Like the, the league is fine right now. Like the league it, is it, fine. it is more than fine. The league is fine. The Bulls just got to figure it out. That's that's all they got to do. They got to figure it out. They got the easiest schedule in the NBA from this point forward, moving forward, uh, mathematically. So the Bulls need to figure it out. We don't need we they they don't need to be blowing nothing up. But anyway, uh, just want to talk about MVP candidates, man. Um, yeah, you said you had about five of them, man. Uh, what's, I do. What's your early votes for, for for MVP so far? So. And number five, um, I have a dark horse pick. We 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 basketball nerds over here, Rodney. So I, I I'm I'm not gonna hit you with the LeBrons and the ADs and the no no and the KDs. AD, no. AD missed four free throws last night. Show you how valuable he is. <laughs> you know, like like let's let's talk about some real true valuable players here. At number five, I know he's not a household name. But I got Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Ah, nice, nice. Now, I know he plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Everybody's expecting him to be a lottery team. But dude is averaging 31.1 points per game. Four, five rebounds, six assists. He's shooting 50% from the field goal. 
He's only shooting 32% from three-point, but he's shooting 50% from the field goal, and he's a threat on the defensive end as well. Yeah, yeah. He's the uh he's the, he's the Justin Fields of the NBA. <laughs> I don't know. Putting up bro. great numbers on the, the Justin Fields, man. I, I, hey, I, Justin Fields was in the MVP conversation a couple of weeks ago on a three on a three and ten team. Well, so I got him in five. So he's not a he's not a front runner, right? I got him in five at number four. I've got Donovan Mitchell. Okay, all right. Um, Donovan Mitchell is averaging twenty nine points per game. Uh, four rebounds, five assists. He's shooting 49% from the field goal, but he's shooting 42% from the three-point three uh, zone. So um, he's got the, the Cleveland Cavaliers cranking, man. What are they, third in the East right now? Uh, yes, as we as of this recording. Okay, yeah, as of this recording, they're third in the East. Um, you know, he's become a much better all-around shooter over time. And he's just, he, he fits very well with that team. Like he, you know, I, I think if you took him out of that lineup, they, they would take a noticeable step down. But um, yeah, man, he, he's putting up numbers and he's got, he's got the Cavaliers cranking. So and number four, I got Donovan Mitchell. <clears throat> and number three, I have Jason Tatum. Um, Jason Tatum is averaging just over 30 points per game. Eight rebounds, four assists. He's shooting uh, 48% from the field, uh, 36% from three, uh, but he's got a 25.5 PER. Um, of course, the Boston Celtics are the best team in the East right now, um, and uh, they're clicking. He's the, he's the best player, you know, on, on the best team in the East, and he's also a solid defender. I know defense yeah. is not something that people it's, it's not a it's not a, a very appealing or, or, or a flashy conversation piece, but defense matters, man. Defense matters. Um, yeah, it does. At number two, I got Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, no surprise there. He's averaging thirty-one point nine points per game, eleven rebounds per game, and five assists. He's shooting fifty-four percent from the field. Um, only 27% from three-point, but whatever. We don't depend on Giannis for three. It's like, that's that's what we got uh, Chris Middleton for. That's what we got Connaughton for. Um, that's what we got Drew Holiday for, you know? Um, right. Those are your shooters. Uh, but, I mean, dude, his, his numbers are pretty unimpeachable, man. Like, you know. Yeah. He's second to the, second only to the next guy I'm about to bring up. And at number one, I got Luka Doncic uh, with the Dallas Mavericks. He's averaging 33 points per game, over eight rebounds per game, almost nine assists per game. <laughs> he's he's dang near averaging a triple double, you know, and 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 he's shooting 50 percent from the field. He has a 31.1 per. Um, you know, he, he he needs more help, but it's clear like he's extremely valuable to his team. Um you know, he just man, he just needs more help. Cause you know you know their ceiling is a is a Western Conference appearance at this point. Um yeah. but yeah, man, he's my front runner for right now. Um honorable mention, I I, I uh, Nikola Jokic 
Um, I think the voters are going to be kind of yokish out this year. Um, this is, I think the same thing that happened with, with Giannis is going to happen yeah, with Jokic. It's going to be Jokic fatigue pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but honorable mention to Nikola Jokic because the, the Nuggets are really good. So, um, and, and the thing is, the Nuggets got their back healthy again. So, he's got a little bit more help this year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, those are those are my five front runners, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, I got I got the same. I got I got Donovan Mitchell in mind. Uh, I didn't rank them, but uh, I got Donovan Mitchell. I got Jason Tatum, of course. Uh, I got Luca. I, I think it's for me. My top two would be between Luca and Jason Tatum, and then I would go Giannis, uh, Donovan Mitchell. And then um, I got John Moran. I got John Moran. Uh, oh. I, I think, you know, a lot of with the Zion, and we're going to talk about Zion in a minute, but, you know, with Zion rising and getting the Pelicans in first place and everything, now everybody is all, all of a sudden uh, <laughs> they're stepping back in the conversation from last year, you know, John Moran being having such an explosive year last year and Zion gaining all that weight and everybody's talking about, oh, you know, the Pelicans make a mistake and all this other stuff. And now Zion pulls off a couple of nice games. They're in first place and then, oh, did the Grizzlies make a mistake? It's like, can we stop talking? Can we just appreciate what they're both doing? They're both the number one and number two seeds in the West. Right. Why, why, can't, why can't it just be two teams made two fantastic decisions at the draft why do we always have to compare that's what i hate about this new generation of fan basketball fans let just appreciate where they're at (laughs) it's too early they got plenty of career left for us to be honest be talking about oh did this team make a mistake Uh, is this other team make a mistake oh that's a I, i don't know I'm sorry, I'm going on another rant, but that's just, I, I got Ja, I got Ja. I think Zion, if he keeps on playing like this, and keeps the Pelicans at bay, I think that Zion can enter the conversation eventually. But right yeah, now, absolutely. I think Ja is still having a better overall season than, than Zion. So, hey, that's just my thoughts on that. And Everybody uh, wants my to have five. that. That, that's a good top five. Uh, I, John Morant was definitely considered for me. Um, but we're going back to what you were saying, like, yeah, everyone wants to have the hot take. Like, it's like, yo, John's still balling. You know, Zion's on the upswing. Yeah, like, they're, they're both still balling. They're going to... Oh, man, dude, I would love to see them face off in the playoffs. That's... that's. Phew, I would love oh, to see that. Oh, it makes for... That, that'll make for an amazing story. You know, especially with those two teams... Yeah. Because they're pretty well matched, bro. Like they are. They're pretty well matched. They got matched up pretty well. Like um I don't know if Jaron Jackson Jr. can hold Zion, but we'll see. Um But yeah, man, everyone wants to have a hot take, man. It's like, no, like both teams did fine in the draft. Like, you know, as you pointed out with their with, you know, one being the one number one pick and one being the number two. It's like all this like oh did they make a mistake like clearly not clearly not like 
y'all just y'all just y'all don't it's too hard for for people to dig into the numbers and really analyze the game so they just pick these like easy straw man arguments to go back and forth on so right right and, and i mean look at the numbers it's not like john Morant is is averaging 13 a game here i mean this man averaging 27 points seven assists six rebounds john Morant is averaging 25 four assists and seven rebounds John Morant is a point guard, ladies and gentlemen, and he's averaging j just one rebound less than Zion. And Zion's in the paint more. That's crazy. So, so, so let's 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 push back on that narrative about oh, did this team make a mistake? Did that team? No, just appreciate. Just appreciate what they're doing. That's that's all. The, this this narrative all these LeBron fans have created over the years. So <laughs> it is what it is, man. <laughs> that's LeBron that's my rant. LeBron fans about to be big mad, man. Oh, big mad. Did you see uh Chuck's did you see Chuck's rant last night? No. You gotta put that into the show over an instrumental, bro. He okay. trashed he trashed the Lakers last night. Oh, I got to I got to check that out. I got to check that out. Oh, I'm going to yeah. send you, I'm going to send you the uh I got to send you the file for you to edit again. I'm sorry. I got I got some oh, deadlines. It's on cool. Some, on some spiritual responsibilities I got to handle this week. So, no, I got it. I got it. You can send it over. And I I put that I put that rant on there, but <laughs> Yeah, do that. Do <laughs> that. Like, like, how many times we going to talk about a number 12 seed on this show? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, put that over to P Rock. Yeah, yeah, we'll put that over. Yeah, put that over some P Rock to do uh SP uh <laughs> that we uh been that I've been uh really appreciating the last, over the last few days. But uh I, now that we got the this top five out the way, there's another top five that I, I wanna tap into. And um it, it's involving teams that's that's always missing something. And no matter what year it is, they're always missing something. So I came up with a listen. And it's called my top five NBA teams where it's always seems to be something missing. All right. Uh, I don't know if you got five, but I, I got my five. And, and I, I decided uh, to go. I decided to go with teams that have never won a title. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, I think the teams that I have listed here, uh, one hasn't won an NBA title since 1983. So, yeah. Uh, and one, another one has been won a title since 2011. I'm sure LeBron fans are familiar with that. Um, Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks is number one on my list as a team that's always missing something. You know, a few years back in, you know, I was a, I was a huge fan of the Atlanta Hawks. You know, there was a couple of times I like incorrectly predicted their seeding over and over again and you, you you beat me over the head talking about oh it's never gonna happen it's never gonna happen then they finally make the, 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 the i finally strike gold one year and they finally make the <laughs> the eastern conference finals they get knocked off by the eventual champs but after that i said that i think that's their selling and i jumped off the bandwagon you jumped on the bandwagon and they <laughs> had one of the worst seasons They had a terrible season and and now they're kind of they're good but they're still not you know they still look like a one and done team in the playoffs up now, until this point 
and now they're having internal issues. And now they have an internal. Yeah, you got Trey Young fighting the coach and practice, and it's not the first time we talked about this on this podcast. On this podcast about Trey Young's antics in practice and how he's gotten into it with Collins before. So this ain't the first time Trey has had some incidents with players and coaches. You know, people you know celebrate Trey Young like he's this angel, but behind closed doors, man, this dude, this dude's kind of off the chain. Uh, so I got the Atlanta Hawks. It just seems like every year they're always missing something. Uh, up next, I got the Denver Nuggets. As good as the Denver Nuggets have been since we've been watching them and Jokic winning back-to-back MVPs, they always went to the playoffs missing a key player or they'll lose a game. I would go back maybe a couple of years ago. They had they that that epic series against Portland, which I think is one of the most underrated playoff series uh, of all time, where they had a chance to close out Portland on their home court in the game seven, and Damian Lillard and CJ McCullough went in on them, and it was just like ever since then they really haven't recovered from that. They haven't recovered from that. That, that conference finals lost to the Lakers at the bubble. And now they're just that good team that's always hovering around the third and sixth seed, but they just never advance past that. They just never get over the hump and win it and, and get to a NBA finals. And so uh, that's, that's number two. Uh, at number three, I got the LA Clippers. And um, it's easy. This one's easy. You know who's always missing. Kawhi Leonard (laughs) and at at number four I got the Dallas Mavericks you know they're always one weapon short one key player short of of being a a, a NBA finals contender and then last but not least I got the 76ers and that's it those are my top five okay man overlap is crazy I got three of the five teams you mentioned all right Um, I got the Atlanta Hawks um, even even the years where they're really really good, they just run up against another team that's just better, and it's like they never they're always just good enough to be in a conversation, but they never can they're never good enough where it's like oh man I'm convinced they can win it all. Even back when they had that team when it was um oh man uh who who was that on the squad back when they had Horford and um oh uh Mike Bibby. They had Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. They had who was uh, the guy? Williams, Marvin Williams. And who was their four? Who was that power forward they used to have? Oh, uh, uh, they had J.R. Smith. Not J.R. Smith, Josh Smith. Josh Smith. Josh Smith. Yeah. And um they just oh, yeah. e- even even back then it was just like, eh. I I know they the number one seed and everything, but I just eh, I don't I don't believe them. I don't believe them. You know, and now they're having internal issues and yeah, they just—it's it's always something missing with them. I too have the Nuggets. Um, they're always health health reasons, like health reasons, and it's like even when they are healthy, are is the sum of their parts really the cream of the crop in the league? It's like you you can you can put Jokic, you have Jokic and and uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray all healthy, but like. One of them dudes, I just don't, and, and it's usually going to be Michael Porter Jr., who I don't trust. Yeah, I don't um, trust him either. It's just I trust about. Aaron Gordon more than I trust. Him. Yeah, me too. Me too. 
Um, it's just something about him, man. It's just something about his face. It's like he's going. <laughs> he got he's that punchable face. <laughs> he got a punchable face. It's like it's like man. He going. They'll they'll probably have a series like in their clutch, in their clutches, and he's just gonna do something super light skinned <laughs> and underperform or something, and like just. You know what I mean? Like it's just something about the dude I don't trust, and then and then he the type that to blame it, blame his teammates or his coach. Like I could totally see him doing something like that. Everybody else yeah, would be balling. Everybody else would be balling, and he'll put up like three points in the second half or something. Like, I I, I could totally see a scenario like that. He's um, so super light skinned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Oh, oh. That that's 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 hilarious, dude. I too that's have hilarious. the Clippers. I too have the Clippers. The Clippers. I mean, they're just. I'm. I don't believe in curses, Rodney. But if they exist, there's definitely a curse on the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, it's called the Donald Sterling curse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't. They didn't got him out of there, though. It's like. <laughs> The the, the 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 fume is still there. It's it's it's, it's it, and it's different from the curse of the raggedy man. You know, yeah. it's 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 something very unique to them. It's just like now Kawhi is not playing. Like you know, he's just going stretches without playing. He's just we looking at footage of him sitting on the sideline <laughs> with that Kawhi face. <laughs> <laughs> He just, he just, he just, he just, man. Oh man, oh yeah. man. But you got the Clippers, and and I, I'm, I'm also, you know, I'm, 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 I've never been convinced by the Clippers coaching either. Oh, Tyron Lue, the so-called Tyron Lue. Yeah, I, I, I just don't buy it with him. Um, yeah, he, he, he's been known to make some adjustments here and there. Um, that 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 have proved beneficial, but like overall, like I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not sold on him as a as a as a elite head coach. I was never really that sold on Doc Rivers, to be quite honest with you. Like they they've always had an iffy coaching situation in my in my point of view. Um, I think Tyron Lue. I think the difference between Tyron Lue, uh, real quick, and and, and Doc Rivers is that Tyron has done. Uh, more with less than Doc Rivers while he was there. Like Doc is always Doc had the healthy Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George and couldn't do nothing with it. And then after that, you know Tyrone Tyron Lue's been dealing with the injured, always injured Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and, and overachieving somewhat. But they're still both questionable coaches in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also have the Pacers. Um, Pacers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've always been a team that seems to overperform and, and and surpass expectations even this year. But like you know, they're never going to be in no real championship conversation. And I don't know what's going to change that. I mean, probably a roster overhaul. But it's like they're they're always good enough to just kind of be around and be in the playoffs, but never good enough to get the you know get the ultimate goal. And they've been like that back since the Paul George Roy Hibbert days. Yeah. You know, remember when they would they look like an actual real threat to Miami? Yeah. You yeah. know, and the and the and the big three down there, and then they just kind of, you know, jacked it. Yeah. Twice. 
twice. Took them to the game. What was it? One game seven or two game seven? Took them to one game seven, and then, uh, you know, the following year, that was the year when uh, you know the goat uh, blew in LeBron James' uh, ear, and uh, they banned him for life. You know, well, banned they, they traded him after that, like it was his fault that they lost the series when Roy Her- uh, Hibbert was dropping goose eggs the whole series. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Goosey man, <laughs> Goose Goosey man was all in that series, but you but you gonna get rid of Steve, uh, you know Lance Stevenson. But that that's just another that's a that's a whole podcast episode actually for another day. Yeah, and, and people don't like people don't don't talk about this that game where he blew in his ear. Did he hold LeBron to like six points in the second half? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about the achievements of the real goat. That's who they need to name an MVP trophy after. Lance Stevens. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael Jordan. Move over to the side. You can you can you can be you can be hey, most clutch. You hey. can be defensive player of the year. But Lance hey, Stevens. Yeah, how that trophy gonna look though? How does how the Lance Stevens trophy gonna look? It's it's gonna be him playing the air guitar. <laughs> it's gonna be him playing the air guitar. <sighs> You know, oh, it's gonna weigh it's gonna weigh six pounds in honor of the number six that Lance Stevenson used to wear. <laughs> oh man. What about the defensive player of the year award? What they need to change that to? Um, let's see, Lance Stevenson blowing in LeBron ear. <laughs> What about the most clutch? What about the clutch player award? Oh man, the one where where, where Lance Stevenson was doing the uh, he he was waving his arms like a like a like a like an eagle after he hit that shot. <laughs> my 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 Lance Stevenson trophies will actually move. I would I would I would I would engineer it. I would I would hook it up so like you can hit a switch and it'll actually move. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> And it used to add like a sound effect, like a sound bite of Mike Breen saying bang to one of his three point shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And lastly, the fifth team, my guy, the Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh, good one. Good one. I didn't think about Memphis, but that's a good one. Man, it's just always something missing with them ever since the Zach Randolph, Mike Conley days. It's just, you oh, know, yeah. running across. Grit and grind Grizzlies. Yeah, man. Who well, I was a big fan of, by the way. You know, I, I think the current iteration of the Grizzlies is more talented than that version of the Grizzlies. Um, but now they seem to kind of be lacking in experience. And it's like they're hungry. They love to play together. You have buy-in from the players. So that's that's enough to build on. But I just let's say hey, let's say let's say we hey, fast Ian. forward to May. Yeah, yeah. Uh you like the you was liking the black the, the black Air Force One Grizzlies. I was, man. The we'll rob you Grizzlies. The like <laughs> I'ma make Blake Griffin my B Grizzlies. The <laughs> You know what I mean? That's the Grizzlies I like. Yeah, that black that black Air Force One energy. Yep. <laughs> we'll go ahead, man. 
But yeah, man, like, like, let's say we fast forward to May and it's the Western Conference Finals and it's the Grizzlies and going against, let's say, the Warriors. I don't trust the Grizzlies to take them out. Let's say it's the Grizzlies against the Suns. I wouldn't trust the Grizzlies to take them out. Let's say it's the Grizzlies versus the Nuggets. Mm. I don't trust That's neither a tough one. Series. I don't trust neither one, but we'll see. You know what I mean? It look like it look, it look like Murray got his uh his 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 groove back, man. You know, but I I, I would love love to see a Grizzlies Pelicans Western Conference um series, but that ain't gonna happen because that ain't gonna pull in money. And, and I don't think it's gonna stay that way as the season go along. One of them teams is gonna 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 kind of take a dive. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. You're probably right, but we'll see. I, yeah. I would love I would love to see the Pelicans keep riding this out. I I I, I love it for CJ McCollum, really. Um, you know, because he 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 was languishing over there in Portland and just, you know, they weren't built yeah, to win. You know, they only they only had him carrying the mics, doing the sound, you know, and everything. Right, you now he's giving public talks. Yeah, he's giving public talks over there in New Orleans. <laughs> CJ always look like he, he look like the fellowship witness to me, man. He just, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he got this fellowship grew grew like a goatee because he couldn't grow grow a full beard. It didn't work out. He did yeah, his he little looked, thing, and then he came back into the organization. He looked like he 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 looked like he, a witness on vacation. That's what he looked like. That's what he looked like. Yep, yep. Taking selfies in, in Jamaica and all that stuff. Oh, look, I got to grow. I got goatee. He look like he look like me when I when I be in New Orleans every year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do. I would love to see the Pelicans succeed, man. The problem with the Pelicans though is is Ingram. He, he's always hurt. Yeah. He he's he's all, he's, he's right the now, Anthony right? Davis that no one talks about. Yeah, he's hurt right now. He's an Anthony Davis no one talks about. <laughs> yeah. It's always hurt. He'll, he'll come in, he'll average 22 a game, and then he'll have that game where he pulled a hamstring in the first quarter and he's walking out. Yeah, when he came into the um the season at the start of the year looking like he had the curse of the raggedy man, I was like, ew, you need to shape that up, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's always through. been terrible. You need to go see Rodney or somebody, bro. You look homeless, man. Ain't nobody who looked like that ever won a championship. No. Not since the 70s. So, so Jared Allen, get your act together. <laughs> yeah, him too. Him too. Oh, man. Him too. It's like, what homeless, makes you, man. like, what makes you think that's acceptable? I know you, I know you're rich and you don't care and everything, but what makes, what, what hood are you from, bro? Like, like, <laughs> Do cats really think that's okay? They let you walk around like that? <laughs> Jerry, I don't know. Like his first car was a four tempo. <laughs> now, he looked like his first car was a Volvo. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> uh. Like man, shape that mess up, bro. Like, yeah, man, clean that, clean that up, clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna bring the curse, the whole curse of the raggedy man on your team, and now y'all ain't gonna win. 
I got an honorable mention um, out of this top five. I got the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. I thought about them, but I was like, eh. I'm just looking throughout the, I mean, just off the success of da- the Damian Lillard era, era, the early 90s with the Clyde, with Clyde Drexler, the the times where, you know, they got cheated by the Lakers in the, in the 2000s. It's like, you know, you had the Portland Jail Blazers. You know, it, it's just, it's always something with Portland. It's like, ever since Bill Walton won a championship, like, 70 years ago with this organization it's like they just can't get it together man yeah yeah it's like yeah they will run up against mike or like you said the jailblazers just couldn't just could not get it done you know against the lakers or somebody or the spurs like and then you had the dame lillard area but but before the dame lillard area you had the greg Oden era you know like yeah you got great they had two big men two big men think about it they draft two big men that were supposed to be franchise changers sam Bowie and greg Oden, and they both suffer massive injuries and and, and only play like damon i don't even think either one of them played a full season so um yeah yeah portland just came they can get it together man Yep, yep. And this Portland team this year, I I don't know what to. I mean, they winning games, but then they but they don't look like. But then they'll turn around and have a really bad loss. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. You know, Anthony Simons, that kid. You remember that? <laughs> Anthony Simons, he got game, man. But he like that kid. Remember the, all those kids that got the free Wakanda for uh, those Wakanda tickets and. The, Boy got on top of the uh, the chair and started dancing. Yeah, legs. <laughs> he was like Anthony Simmons, man. Wow, wow. Or Simons, but yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I I think if the Pelicans, you know, if they if if Ingram can get it together, man, I I believe the Pelicans can make a run, I, and I think they can be a team to. You know, have to deal with this year. So, and, and I'm and like, I'm like, and like you, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm a CJ McCollum fan, all jokes aside. And uh, ever since he got added to that team, they've been playing very well. So, I would love to see the Pelicans, you know, uh, you know, be a threat in, in, in the West. And absolutely. Absolutely. Like the East is like, you know, the cream of the crop in the East, you know, the cream is always going to rise to the top, but the West is so wide open. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, it's super wide open, you know, and it's just, I, I would, I would like to see, I mean, I wouldn't, it would not surprise me if the Warriors make, you know, get it together and make it out the West, but it's like, it's kind of like a, a been there, done that factor with the Warriors at this point, And like, I, I, it doesn't look like LeBron and them are going to get their act together. So it's like, man, it'd be it'd be great to see Phoenix give it another go. It would be great to see Memphis actually break through. It would be great to see the Pelicans like just all of a sudden click and and, and reach their full potential. Um, you know, uh, uh, or the Nuggets actually break through. Like, I just I just want to see something that we have not seen before. Yeah. And, and 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 here's the thing, guys. All these people knocking on my door about the Nets. 
Y'all need to calm that down. First of all, yeah, they 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 doing good. They they they're in what the what the, they did the fifth seed or something like that. They what? Let's see. Let, let's look at that. They 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 the fourth seed right now, right? I got a message for all you Nets fans and all these all these you know net defenders and all these on the contrary the nets are making a run first of all they are they're still one of the worst defensive teams in the league they're one of the worst rebounding teams in the league and they've came across a very weak part of their schedule so when they get into a part in their schedule where they're going to be facing some real competition and then then come holler at me but I'm not sold on the Nets, okay? Point blank, period. Yeah. So, 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 get off my doorstep with that. Me neither. I'm, I'm not, not interested. Not. Yeah, I'm not interested either. Like, like, <laughs> let's 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 see what they do against the Cavs and the and the and the Bucks and the Celtics. You know, right. and the right. Yeah. Let me know what they do with real teams. Don't don't give me no. Orlando Magic, the Pistons, you know, the Wizards. Okay, yeah, yeah okay, good. They yeah, supposed to be them. Yeah, they supposed to be them. Right. Don't, don't, don't give me that. Don't give me and that. Are they, beating them, are they beating them by like two and four points? Or are they beating them by a wider margin? Exactly. They're and on top of that, they'll they'll get off to these great starts against these teams, and then these teams will come back, and then they'll have to kind of fend them off towards the end. So that ain't telling. They ain't telling me nothing, man. I, I, I still don't think they're that good, and you know all these other teams, you know, eventually are gonna catch on to what they're doing, and they're gonna make adjustments, and the Nets are gonna be just an average team. So it is what it is. Uh, real quick, was you shocked that that the Wolves already had extended Billy, Billy Donovan when that news came out? I, I didn't even hear about this, but uh, yeah, I'm a little shocked. I'm a little shocked. Yeah, I was shocked too, cause, and I wanted to follow up on this because I did call for Billy Donovan's head in a previous episode, and it's obvious that the Bulls' upper management probably was starting to feel the heat and starting to hear the whispers, and they had to to expose the Bulls fans or as a way to calm Bulls fans down that hey hey guys um side note we already signed billy donovan to an extension so don't be looking for us to fire him anytime soon why did y'all keep that a secret why did you feel obligated to keep that a secret if you extend a coach usually that gets reported to the media or whatever and you know we go about our business why would y'all keep that under wraps going into the season and then the Bulls get off to a bad start and now all of a sudden oh oh by the way uh we extended Billy Donovan so yeah <laughs> yeah I, I mean like it's not uncommon to extend a coach and then like if he continues to underperform fire him in the middle of his contract but you still have to pay him and I don't see the Bulls doing that I don't see the Bulls paying two coaches at the same time um so I think we just stuck with him. So we we and we're still paying uh, bowling, right? Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, it is what it is. I I, I just think, yeah, I, I don't know. Bulls, uh, and 
they, they ain't looking good. And, you know, now they're not even in the play-in at this point. So they, they got some fear. They got to figure it out at this point. But I, I just feel like I never was in agreement with the Billy Donovan hire to begin with. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. Um, there, I think there's more problems than just Billy Donovan. I'm not putting all the blame on him. But, yeah, I just don't think they're playing up to that, their potential. I at least had the Bulls in the play in. I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the Pacers are doing better. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? They still got a good squad, low key, man. They do. They do. Uh, they got a really good squad. And uh, they're 12th in the league in points per game, which I didn't know. Uh, seventh in the league in assists. So, hey, man, they, they balling. They balling. Tyrese Halliburton, shout out to him for leading the league in assists. You know, they got a nice squad. Andrew uh, Nimber, Nimber, Nimbard or whatever his name is, he, he's been balling. Uh, yeah. And, and shout out to, real quick, shout out to him because he called out LeBron James in in a game earlier this year when they had played the Lakers and they asked him they felt about LeBron and you know I thought he was going to be one of these typical young people that's you know LeBron stands and he was like no nah, man I think I'm better than LeBron mm. he was like that wasn't my favorite player growing up I like Kobe I'm like oh okay alright and then he went out there and did his thing I think he had like 22 points or something like that so you know, and LeBron didn't really have that great of a game. So I'm like, hey, shout out to this young kid, man. I, I like him already. Yeah, shout out to him. Hit that game winner right in his face. Yeah, yeah. So it is what it is, man. Uh, LeBron been getting a lot of game tying and game winners put it in his face lately this year. <laughs> uh, Jason Tatum hit a game. Oh, he tied the game last night at, uh, off LeBron James. So after uh, AD missed those free throws. So yeah, <laughs> there you have it, Lakers fans. Um, switching gears, man. Uh, I wanted to get your reaction to this. Uh, uh, we, we switching it up to uh, a little college football. I don't think we've ever call it about college football on this show. <laughs> Cause uh, I, me, per me personally, I don't watch college football at all, uh, but I do follow uh, it's just a few storylines that might strike my attention, but I have been following this Deion Sanders story. As you know, Ian, I've been following this story for quite some time. And now Deion Sanders has uh, took in the Colorado job uh, to a lot of uh, the black communities disliking. And um, he left Jackson State. Uh, I think he's gonna play. I think they got a championship game coming up this weekend. He's gonna, he is gonna stay and coach that, and then after that, he'll officially be uh, with Colorado. But I uh, just wanted to get your reaction off it. What, what was your thoughts when you first heard this news? Um, I, 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 I've, I've played catch up with the story quite a bit. Um, and again, it's not, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Is it okay to take another job that offers you more money? Of course. But when you frame it as like, oh, I'm 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 elevating my my position because I'm going to this more white school, I'll just say, um, you know, it, it, it can leave a bad taste in people's mouths. 
um, you know, you're going from a really, really good football team at a black school to a really, really bad football team at a white school. Now, I understand they probably offered him more money. And Dion, to my knowledge, did make it clear that he only wanted to coach there for what, four or five years, correct? Yeah, he he wasn't planning on staying anyway. Okay, so, you know, if he put that out there, then, hey, this, none of this should be a shock. But it's, it's the language that he kind of used, you know, that I, I find a little bothersome and betrays the mentality of, you know, buying into white supremacy, you know? And it's like, I, I, I've seen this before, you know, I, I remember when my son was, was about to go into kindergarten and me and my wife were doing research on certain schools and we were, we were talking to other parents in our congregation who also had kids around my son's age. And they're like, oh, I want my kid to go to this school because white kids go there, so it's probably better. And then it's like, I'm like, well, did y'all look at the scores online? Because if you looked at the scores, you see this this school that you're looking up to with all these white kids performs worse than this other school that's majority black, that's selective enrollment. And, you know, people just kind of assume like, okay, well, white kids go there, so it's gotta be better. I'm sorry, I went to a mixed high school for the most part. And it clicked with me very early, like, oh, these these kids ain't smarter than us. They just benefit from a system that's built to give them an advantage. Um, and that to me, that's kind of like the greater conversation. Like, you know, I, I think the, the 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 messaging and the wording that Dion was using to to justify his move was was just kind of unwise, you know, and unfortunate. But I don't. I don't necessarily blame him for the move. And I, I get why certain people are upset because, you know, there's there's a difference between impact and symbolism. Dion was making an impact at Jackson State. Dion was, you know, he he he, he reinvented their, their football program. You know, and he was doing other stuff and bringing in more money to a school that needed it, to an HBCU that needed it. So that's the impact. The symbolism of him taking a job at Colorado State doesn't hold as much weight as the impact he was making at Jackson State. So there's a there's a there's a also this conversation that we didn't have about impact versus symbolism. Yeah, being the first black whoever and wherever is an important symbolic thing, but if you're making more impact in your community doing something else, then that's kind of what people want to see you do. Who are from your community uh and i, I think that point was kind of lost on dion but you know it, it's whatever like I, I get why he took the job you know yeah but my, my, it's, how he, go it's how he framed it that that left a bad taste in people's mouths yeah and with, as this thing I, I still feel like this story is still developing because it's still stuff coming out about this whole situation with Jackson State. Here, here was my problem with this whole ordeal. Um, me personally, I didn't have a problem with what Dion did. I, I didn't have a problem with him taking the job. Um, I think the real person that black folks should be mad at is the governor of Mississippi, who, uh, <laughs> you know, they don't even have clean water to drink, but yet, we want to go down on a guy that used most of his own resources to help resurrect a whole entire school 
a whole entire HBCU that, by yeah. the way, was a terrible team. They had a terrible football team. They had a terrible football field. Jackson redid their whole football. I mean, Jackson, uh, Deion Sanders did redid their whole football field. He, he did a lot of things uh, with his own that's money. Yeah, that's the impact. I was and on. that's the impact. Yeah, and that's the impact. And then you had the people in higher authorities at Jackson, you know, at Jackson State that was kind of being shady with the money side of things. And so I just, you know, un until that story really comes out, I, I think more things, more layers are going to be added to this story as time progress. But, you know, I just feel like, you know, the black community was a little bit too quick to judge Deion Sanders and his move instead of just, hey, let's let's see, let's sit back and see what's going on and, and why this man was like willing to take this job at Colorado. And on top of that, honestly, and I remember seeing the interview on, um, I think it was I Am Athlete, when he had mentioned that he tried to get originally tried to go to a division one school and coach his own alma mater Florida State they turned him down so he's always wanted to coach in a division one school it's just that his own alma mater in Florida State didn't give him a chance there were other schools that didn't give him a chance and then it was one of those things where you know he goes to a HBCU have two championship seasons and now all of a sudden Oh, yeah, well, well, Deion's actually can coach. He can actually do, do this. And then even after that, Florida State still didn't want him. And then he goes on and takes the job with, with Colorado now. Uh, there, I don't know if you heard about this <laughs> on the flip side. Did you know that Colorado <laughs> came out and said that they don't uh, know if they have the funds to pay Deion? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. I'm like, this story is getting way more. It, it, it's getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. The um, the president of, of of Colorado, he came out and said it. It was he put it on wax. But he said he he said he said we're working to to make sure that he gets paid. And I was like, okay, because he's supposed to get five million. He was making three hundred k at Jackson State. According to Dion, he was only making half of that because he was paying his coaches, his assistant coaches, and and all this other stuff. So he was really making only like one fifty k. So uh, five million is a lot of money to just cough up out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's that's ooh, that's shady. That's shady. That's shady, man. That's shady. Shady, but we'll see what we'll see what happens because because and like I said, it's so many layers to the story that hasn't really been developed yet, man. There's so so much crazy stuff happening with stuff that's coming out about Jackson uh, State and how they was managing the money behind the scenes when Deion Sanders was coaching there. Now he's coming to this Division One school where they don't even know if they can pay. number one, they're the worst team in college football. They were they ain't been good since Cordell Stewart was there. So, and even that team was trash. So it's like, it's going to be pretty interesting. And I, I, I honestly, I wasn't surprised 
that he took a division one job i was more surprised that it was colorado because it's like why would you go that, that's the only thing i question it's like why would you go to a school that now they're in a situation where they might not even be able to pay you so you're kind of well i'm sure he didn't know that thing. and i'm sure well you're right you're right he, i'm sure he didn't know that but but still like I, I was just surprised he took or took the colorado job instead of other division one schools that probably were a little bit more uh successful because that's what i thought was going to be uh you know the area he would go eventually and and this is not the first time and this, this has happened like this happens all the time in college sports they're always like i think about shaka smart when he took bcu to the final four nobody no none of these big division one schools was even thinking about shaka smart before he took that team to the final four and now all of a sudden everybody wants to take uh, all these big division one schools want a piece of shaka smart now it took shaka smart maybe a couple of years before he finally took a job but he still didn't even he kind of did this went the Deion sanders route too he didn't sign with like the biggest division one school down with a division one school for more pay but i i you know I, I was just more shocked that he signed with colorado but other than that i'm not shocked that he signed with a division one school um so we'll see i mean did you hear the uh did you hear the 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 president of uh of jackson state i guess he's kind of uh i guess he either it was the I think it was a Jackson State or some reverend. Some reverend said that he hopes Dion uh, oh, he never have fails. a winning season or something like that. Yeah, he was like, I hope he fails. Yeah, that was that I was kind of fails. Fails. Yeah, that's 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 come on, man. That was childish. Come on, bro. So um, I mean, it, and, and this move has got mixed reviews, but at the end of the day, you know, I agree with you, Ian. As far as it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know, we always hear that terminology, you know, on that avenue, I do agree with you. He could have done it differently, but I don't think Dion, I don't think Dion knows how to like defend himself in that manner. Uh, uh, because even though he comes across as this well-spoken person at the same time, when it comes to defending him, he kind of tends to defend the money aspect of things instead of defending the moral aspect of things so right. I, I think that's the area where he made the mistake at but, but it, it, as far as the move i i don't have an issue with it you know and uh you know if he turn around if he ended up turning that colorado program around what i would like to see this is what i would like to see on the flip side and i think this would change the narrative with the black community is that if he turns that program around and they beat a team like Alabama with uh, and put Nick, Nick Saban on his back, uh, a coach that I really have, me personally, I have a lot of problems with. Um, but we, that's a podcast for another day. But uh, if he if he does that, that, I would definitely give Deion Sanders a Cuddy Award because Nick Saban has accused Deion Sanders of, of stealing recruits from him. So you know it is what it is yeah that's a world i know nothing about uh <laughs> <laughs> hey I, i've been following this story and I, I, i've been on top of it man it is it's it, 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 it's juicy but you know 
it is what it is, man. That's that's the part that I would be happy for Dion about. If 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 it in a perfect world, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. But you know, yeah. there was a lot of fallout with with, with what Nick Saban said about Dion. It was a lot of issues with that whole situation as well. So, but it is what it is, man. Going to this next topic, man. Hey, I, know we, I know we got like 15 minutes to hit the next three topics. Oh, uh, I, I, we should be cool. We should be cool. Good. Man. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I should be good. I was able to get a lot brother, of stuff. Brother Sanders can wait. Brother yeah, Sanders brother Sanders can wait. can wait. I got, I got, I took care of his uh, Walgreens. I had to take him to the pharmacy at Walgreens get his, uh, his, his uh, prescription. You know. Right, brother Sanders, I, why, I, you, why, you, why are you picking up Cialis? <laughs> hey man, I, I'm not gonna expose what he's been picking up. I, I ain't gonna put that on wax, man. I just had to take him. <laughs> He, after all, he did take you to the auto zone when, you, when your car was down. Yeah, man, I gotta. Yeah, that's the least I could do for Brother Sanders, man. I gotta keep it happy, man. But, uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go to a commercial break real quick before we go to these next three topics. Man. All right, let's do that. All right. Sitting on the couch watching TV, and your life is passing you by. Over and over again. Maybe I go to school this year. Maybe I go to school next year. No, do it right now. They'll work with you after work or even before work. You can do whatever you need to do to graduate. Go talk to someone right now that can help you. You spend all day on the phone anyhow. Why don't you make a phone call that's going to help you and your future? All you got to do is pick up the phone and make the call. Why are you making it so complicated? It's easy. All right, we back. All right, all right. So, um, did you, real quick, before we get into our mailbag, did you see what happened with that that whole exchange between Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless a couple of days ago? Oh yeah, I'm just now catching up to that. Yeah, I, I saw it. I saw it. Um, yeah, Shannon, uh, not Shannon. Skip was definitely out of line for attacking Shannon personally. But I do think Shannon could have handled it a whole, a whole lot differently. Like I think he could have, he simply could have handled it the way Jalen Rose handled Skip Bayless when he was, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> he he, he sent the yeah. whole Pistol Pete shot at him. It's like, yeah, so what? It's like, nigga, you were you were less accomplished than me. Like, like right. what are you talking about? Like, um, I don't think it's the end of anything. I think they're gonna spin it to be like, oh, this was good TV. It made for good good TV or whatever. Um, but I, I just don't like people's reactions, you know, like, you know, he should have, he should have reached across that desk and knocked Skip out and Skip has proven himself to be a culture vulture. It's like, wait, what? Like, how are we, how are we jumping to that from like, yeah, Tom Brady was a better football player than you. How do we, how are we getting a culture vulture and he should have gotten beat up over this. It's like, people just overreact to stuff just way too much, man. Like. Oh. And we've seen this pattern with Skip before. Whenever Skip, is, Shannon clearly beat Skip in the debate in, in regards to Tom Brady. We all know he washed up and shouldn't have came out of retirement. But when Skip, whenever Skip loses a battle or or loses a debate, he always goes the personal route. We've seen it with Stephen A. We've seen it with Jalen Rose. You know, it's just that Shannon, it, it, he. <laughs> He took his glasses off, man. He started, you know, looking like he was about to reach across and and everything. And then I was like, whoa, you know, this is getting kind of, uh, you know, 
this this get a little little tense here. You know what I mean? So uh, Skip almost cursed. Did you catch that? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> he told me put your glasses back on. <laughs> yeah, he, he said put your. Uh, and he had to stop himself and say put your glasses back on. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I think this is the end of Undisputed. I think that's an overreaction. Um, you know, they're going to be back doing episodes again. And you know, actually, they're still doing episodes as we as we speak. So, uh, you know, I'm sure they probably apologize off camera and, and just let the media just talk about it until it kind of disintegrates into something else. But uh, this is not the first time. This I think... The reason why it's a big deal because it's not the first time they've kind of gotten into a, 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 a spat. I remember they got into a spat over the uh, Kyrie Irving situation, and you know Skip said some out of line things and everything. So it, it was, you know, I think people are kind of adding those two things up and saying, oh, maybe this is the end of, of undisputed. Yeah, well, no. it's, it's a lot of it's it's a lot of clans and loyalists like factions in the sports world and in the sports fandom world and you got a lot of like uh, uh, pro LeBron people throwing gasoline on the fire because they've never liked Skip Bayless because he's always held LeBron's feet to the fire for his underachievements and that's that's a very loud and vocal uh, faction in the in the fandom world and they any any bad press on Skip Bayless, they're just gonna throw gasoline on the fire. So that's that's kind of contributing to the situation too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and and like I said, they I don't think this is a big deal. Uh, I just wanted to <laughs> I asked you about it because I was like, man, this is uh, it, it, that was the most intense I've seen them. But you know, I don't think it's gonna get to a point where. You know, the next thing you know, Skip is gonna have a new, have all these substitute co-hosts, and everybody scratching their head like, "Where's Shannon at?" And you know, kind of like it's the same situation that happened with First Take when, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Max Kellerman was mysteriously not on episodes, and you had all these different people like the Kendrick Perkins and Ryan Clark on there, and it's like, "Where's Where's Max?" And then the next thing you know. Oh yeah, uh, Skip fired. I mean, uh, Stephen A. Smith fired Max. It's like what? You know? So I don't think that's gonna happen. No. But uh, let's get to the, our next segment, man. MVP mailbag time. I don't have any mailbag questions, but you can hit me with some. <laughs> I got a couple. I got a couple. But the first one I wanted to ask: Have you ever received counsel, right or wrong? that you took very, very poorly? And if so, what was it? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, ooh, that's a good question, man. I'll let you go first. I got to think about that one. <laughs> uh, for myself, there, there were two incidents um, that I could think about that kind of stand out. The One of them, I was around probably, I was yeah, about 17 years old. I was at a congregation um, that has since been disbanded or dissolved, I should say. And I was kind of looking to reach out. Like I was, like I said, I was 17. I had friends at other congregations who were already serving as ministerial servants and giving public talks and stuff. 
And you know how that positive peer pressure works. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to do some more reaching out. A brother who was the theocratic ministry school overseer at the time got on the platform one day and was like, you know, yeah, we want our, our young ones to reach out. So, you know, if there's anything, you know, any parts or anything you wish to give or volunteer for, just, just reach out to me, let me know. So I was like, okay, cool. Now, Rodney, I'm 17. I'm still just doing talk twos back. This was back when we still had talk twos. So I'm still doing talk twos. So I asked the brother, I was like, hey, brother, you think I, I, I was wondering, I was like, could you could you assign me a talk four? You know, I'm just trying to, you know, grow and develop a little bit. And I'm, I'm only I only ever get assigned talk twos. So I asked him, you know, could, could he give me a talk four? He right. he agreed. He agreed. About a week later, same brother is on the platform. He says, if any brothers want to give a talk for or, or another type of assignment, the last thing you should do is come to me and request one. I was hot, bro. I was hot. <laughs> what? Yes. And it's like, bro, I, I came to you man to man in private. So if I was inappropriate in asking for a talk for assignment, you should have counseled me man to man in private. Don't get up right. on the platform, you know, and, and throw this little shout out, you know. And at the time I was like, you know, <laughs> at the time, like we, we were getting to move congregations anyway, me and my family. So it was like, it, I, I just kind of let it go. But at the time I was high. I was like, man, don't be mad at me because your son ain't doing nothing in the truth. Cause he had a, he had a son who was around my age that I hung with who wasn't who wasn't doing nothing, you know. And it's like, man, how you gonna how you? I'm like, I'm just trying to reach out, bro. I'm just trying to reach out. Now, if I'd been a different type of person, I would have took that and be like, I say less. Like, I don't, I don't gotta get no talks. Like, I can go, you know, I can go smash this chick at school that's been tempted me. <laughs> You know, if that's if that's how you feel, but it's like, man, bro, like I'm trying to do more, man. Like, so many of my peers were falling off at that time, getting dissed. You know, a couple of them got hooked on drugs. Right. You know, and it's like I'm just trying to I'm just trying to do right. You know, and you gonna knock me for it on the on the platform? But that wasn't even the one that that got me that heated. Um, the other one was. Uh, the other one was when um, we had a CO. <laughs> oh, we, oh. we had a CO. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mention the CO's name because I don't know how, how how good you are with the edit button, Rodney. Um, oh, I got some edit stuff. You got some edit stuff. Do, do you remember, brother? Do you remember? Sir? No, I don't remember him. Maybe I, you I never had him. Okay, maybe you didn't have him, but he, he came through. And I think at the, around this time, I was probably like 18 or 19. Um, and he, uh, I, I, ma I made arrangements to work with him on field service, Rodney. Now I'm like 18, 19. You know how hard it is to get brothers to actually come out during the week of the CO visit. So I made arrangements to work with this brother. We're out in service and it's, it's, it's in the wintertime. I had on a skull cap, Rodney. <laughs> no logos on it. 
it was it was it was like a brown and maroon like striped skull cap okay this dude tells me that the hat i'm wearing got me out here looking like a thug oh snap oh and snap i just kind of looked at him because in my mind rodney i'm thinking <laughs> i could be doing something else right now okay i'm in these streets preaching whether you're here or not you out here in your crisp fedora or your stetson because you could hop in and out of nice warm cars because the friends are going to take you on Bible studies and return visits. So you're not out here in these, in these cold Chicago streets preaching, you know what I'm saying, 10 toes down like I am. So here on the South Side, in the, in the winter, we wear skull caps to keep our heads warm. I don't have the luxury. I'm 18. I'm 18. Okay? I don't, I don't have the, the mature taste to throw on a fedora or a Stetson or whatever you deem would be an appropriate headwear in the wintertime, I'm going to go for what I know, which is a right. skull cap. You know? And um, I was offended, man. I was offended. And I was like, after that, man, I was like, I'm never I'm never working with this dude again. And there, there were some other things that he said to myself and another brother. In fact, there was another brother around my age at the same time who had on a Nike skull cap and um around the same time and me and him were talking and he was like yeah man similar said i look like a thug in my skull cap and and you know he had on a nike skull cap but the nike swoosh wasn't even that big and it was like i said rodney it was in the dead of winter so i'm like okay i'm not tripping dude just got a thing against skull caps apparently because he said this exact same thing to another brother around my age because the other brother was only a year older than me but it's like it's like connect the dots man like like it's 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 the, the these are the the brothers you're saying this to are all under the age of 21. we're out in service just trying to serve jehovah the best we can we're trying to work with you because we want to show our appreciation for the arrangement you know and you're gonna right. say we out here looking like thugs wow I ran into him at a um I ran into him at a wedding. Not wait, wait, you robbed him? Man, I was going to, bro. I was, <laughs> I was going to, but he would have known it was me, man. He would have known it was me. Like, I wanted to tune him up for real. Like, he he had did some other stuff. There was there was a situation that I was having some issues with in the congregation. And I went to him about it in confidence, you know, and he, he really could have he, he really could have like helped but his reaction to me was kind of like oh, i can't just stick my hands in things and just fix them you know and i was just like all right man say no more and i ran into him at a wedding not too long after that he couldn't even look me in the eye Rodney. wow he couldn't even look me in the eye mm. Mm. so you know but yeah i was hot about that i was just like yeah, all right. And I, I don't think I, I worked with a CEO after that until Brother David came along. Cause cause Brother David was younger. He made me feel really comfortable. Uh he he was extremely cool. His wife was extremely cool. We we was able to talk about hip hop. He, he was telling me about the, about when he was still listening to hip hop. This this group he was like, Yeah, this group came out called the Grave Diggers. You ever heard of them? I was like, Oh man, I love the Grave Diggers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you told me about that one. <laughs> 
you know, but yeah, I didn't work with another CR on service till Brother David. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, man, but yeah, those, 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 two, those two pieces of counsel I received very poorly, you know what I mean? And it was like, you know, I, 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 you know, you look back on this stuff and it's like, I didn't, I didn't have the articulation back then that I, I, I have now. Not that I'm up. I'm not saying I'm this excellently articulated dude now, but I, but I'm you're more, you're more polished than what you were back then. Exactly. Way more polished. Cause back then, if, if something stuck in my crawl, like I might cut you out back then, you know, pioneer, no pioneer. You know, you get me there, I might cuss you out. So I, I learned to just bite my tongue and not say anything. So, you know, back now I look back on this like, man, I, I, there's there's ways I could have handled it a lot different and still like express myself and not been so, you know, blazing mad about it later on thinking about it. And I, I wish I had those those ways of doing it back then. But, uh, you know, you, you live and you learn. It's like you'll know how to react the next time that happens now that, now that you're, you know, a little older. But, yeah, man, I, I was hot, bro. I was hot. Yeah, I'm sure you was, man. I'm sure you was. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you I, out here preach, bro. You out here calling me a thug. Like. Right. Yeah. That, that's crazy. That's crazy. I ain't never, I never had, I, I, I wore skull caps, I used to wear skull caps all the time, and my whole congregation never, never once got called a thug. So, yeah. I don't know, yeah. uh, you know, I had to wear what I had to wear, what my mom can afford. Wait, it's like, dude, it's, it's 30 degrees out here, what am I, I, ain't, I ain't, Yeah, like, I ain't got the money to be buying myself all these unique hats. Not to, mention, not to mention a, a, a young uh, or uh, I was gonna say a teenager or adolescent walking around in a fedora just looks silly, you know? What I mean? Right, right. Because <laughs> that's something you got to match up with a whole outfit. You do, you do. You know, but he he, he acting like I'm out here in a Davucci leather. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never gotten counseled on that level before. But yeah, I have gotten counsel um, in regards to how I handled a situation with another brother at my old congregation. Um, our coordinator at the time was really close friends with this particular brother. Now he was only in the troop for like two years. So, or baptized for two years. So he's still fresh, you know, he still got a lot of of, of of world in him, you know? And so he was, he had all of a sudden, when he started getting more like privileges in the congregation, one of the privileges he got offered was sound system and the sound department. And once he got to the sound department, he acted as if he was over sound and he was doing sound every meeting. And there were times where I had tactically got to the hall super early, started the time, the sound and everything. And then the, like, I would probably go run to the bathroom or something before the meeting starts. And I come out and he's at the sound system. 
And I was like, I would go up to him like, yeah, I, I got the, I, I was going to do sound today. And he was like, uh, no, I was a sound, I, I'm, I'm going to be doing sound today. I was a sound sound. Can you uh, carry a mic? And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So for a long time, I've been trying to expose this dude for his cockiness. And during a book study one time, right before the book study got started, our coordinator was there and he was the reader. And I was sitting in the, you know, I was sitting down and a topic of discussion came up about pit bulls. Now I'm very passionate about dogs in general, but I'm very passionate about pit bulls because my very first, I will say second barbershop that I've worked at, Boys, uh, me and Cece were pit bull enthusiasts. Uh, we've had, we had four pit bulls at our barbershop in the backyard that I would feed, take care of, that, you know, and I, my original notion about pit bulls uh, had totally gotten disintegrated because of the fact that I now is starting to get to know the breed on a more personal level and started to understand that it's not the pit bulls that's dangerous, it's the people that own these pit bulls that make the pit bulls dangerous. So I was trying to, so, so, so this brother basically blotted out before the book study that uh, all pit bulls are, 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 are mad and mean and, and are designed to kill. And I, a pit bull enthusiast, disagree. And so me and him was going back and forth. And it got to the point where it got kind of, it got real quiet. And I had said, so, and I, looking back at it, I did, I was kind of out of line because I kind of, uh, I did a Skip Bayless. I, I, I took a personal shot. And basically i just told him uh, oh you must own i said oh you must pull you you must own uh cats or something like that <laughs> because you know you you acting real uh you acting like a feline right now i i said that to him Dang. so <laughs> so the coordinator didn't take too kindly to it we got you know th this caused a um this caused me to go up to the coordinator after the book study and I, I asked oh, wait, him, so I this said, was, this was, this was under prayer. This is before prayer. Okay. Okay. That I called him a, a, a feline. <laughs> so after the prayer, I go, I pull, you know, of course the coordinator pulled me to the side and I told him, I was like, I think we need to talk because I feel like, you know, brother such and such getting too cocky he all he, he he didn't all of a sudden feel like he's over all the other brothers in the congregation and telling us what to do and this that and the other and it's kind of one of those things where I, he, he kind of acting like a bully and i'm tired of it and so uh he was like well maybe i'll play mediator you guys can talk it out you you two can talk it out so we we go there we go the, the next meeting we meet it just sounded like they both had a game plan to turn every, to flip everything on me and counsel me about what I said to the brother and how disrespectful wow. I was, which I agree. I was wrong. I shouldn't have said what I said. 
But at the same time, like, you don't see that this brother is, is like, got humility issues. And that's one of the things I was trying to call out about this brother. Man, Ian, it, I say, you know what? Huh? So they teamed up on you? So they teamed up on me and gave me counsel. I didn't take it too well. And from that point on, I told my mom, I said, you know what? I'ma just, I'ma just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not gonna say nothing about anything. I'm gonna, you know, continue to try to reach out and all that stuff and do what I need to do. So I, I was like, you know what? Cause, cause I guess, I guess I'm talking, I guess I'm talking a little bit too much. I'm being a little bit too disrespectful. I don't know my place. I'm, I'm, according to them, I don't know my place. So let me start acting a little bit more respectful in this than the other. So I started doing that. I started, you know, going out and service. I was doing a lot of things I was supposed to do. And then, you know, come see your time, you know, uh, shout out to Carl Easton. You know, he's like, hey man, I've been rooting for you. I've been on your team, man, you know. And I know elders ain't really supposed to do that, tell you what's going on behind the scenes, but he was nice enough to do that for me. And he was telling me, I mean, they, hey, they could tell you, they could tell you to an extent. To an extent, yeah. And he was telling me to an extent. He was, he was telling me, hey man, the brothers are looking at you, man. I'm rooting for you. You know, I, it's a, it's a few that, that kind of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work on your team, but you know, just keep doing what you're doing. And I, I kept not getting, get my name called, you know. And so, uh, I got a little bit of closure because. Once I got married, I decided to transfer because I was actually working out here uh, towards this way at Burbank. That's the original reason why I moved out to Burbank is because my job was out this way. So I wanted to be closer to my job. So uh, one day I bumped into my former coordinator at Chatham at the assembly, no, at the convention at the convention because I think we had our convention with circuits too so I bumped into him in the hallway and at this point now I'm an elder I'm working in the administration area and he seen and he was shocked to see me doing well so he actually came up to me pulled me to the side and apologized to me about how he treated me at Chat. and so that 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 gave me some closure. Yeah, I mean, and, and and looking back on it, yeah, it was some things I didn't, you know. Everybody didn't handle the situation well on all ends, but so what happened that, to the brother who was who was trying to take over Sam? Oh, they appointed they appointed him ministerial, sir. Mm. And that that's what really that that really grinded my gears, man. And and and. and it, it, I just say, you know what? Swallow my pride. Let me just keep doing what I'm doing. I think that's when, after that, that's when Easton had that talk with you. Because I think Easton knew what happened with that whole Pitbulls conversation, you know, that that kind of went went south. Mm. Is, is that brother still doing good? Uh, the one who got appointed? I have no clue. I have no clue. I, I, actually, I actually bumped into him. I went to go give an outgoing talk at... Um, a congregation somewhere in the, it, it was a kingdom i don't know if it was at. i think it was no it wasn't at 124th it's another hall that's around i-57 
115. Right. Oh, um, yes, yes. I gave a talk over there, and he was over there. And guess what he was doing? The sound. <laughs> After all these years, wow. After all these years, man. But you know what? He did come up to me. He said I did a good job on my talk and everything. You know, we let bygones be bygones, and we just kept it moving. That's good. That's good. Had a happy ending, man. Yeah, yeah. At least this one had a happy ending. You know, my my so. my mine didn't have a happy ending. It's sad. It's sad hall story. <laughs> hey, shout out to Money in the Banks, man. Money in the Banks said, "Hey, man, you should let Ian go first since he have all the bad news." <laughs> <laughs> yeah man like i be i be hearing some feedback people be like man you've been through this this and that like it's a wonder you still around i'd be like yeah you're right it is a wonder i'm still around <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> real Dude, quick I, I, I go ahead go ahead man i have no 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 i, I was done no, 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 no. Yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, hey, that's a good. That's that's that, those are some good. That was a good mailbag, man. That was a good mailbag. Uh, so, yeah, man. Let's I'll, get save, I'll save my other two questions because uh, I have some. I had two other really good mailbag questions, but I'll, I'll save them for the next show. Yeah, we'll we'll spread them out. We'll spread them out. Um, now let's go to the table, man. Let's go to the table. We got. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more. One, one, one more detail about the show. About about the, my my first experience. It was not. It was not. It was a local needs when the brothers said we want our younger brothers to reach out more. So let me know right. if y'all want to reach out. So that's what it was. It, it, he didn't. He didn't just say it. It was a local need specifically. And uh, you know. Right. And, and and the other incident with a brother time look he I, I look like a thug like when he initially said it like I just kind of snickered because I'm like oh clearly he's just cracking but then when I looked at his face how stern his expression was on his face that's when I knew I was like oh he's serious <laughs> so, you know oh wow that's the other reason I ain't take it well but okay but I'm sorry go ahead we'll, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> no man, no. We just uh, real quick. Uh, we gonna go to the MVP uh, music table discussion, vibes and stuff, coffee and beats time. Yeah, we form Voltron, and we come yes. up with the, <laughs> with the t- top ten instrumental albums of twenty twenty two. Man, you know we do this every year. It's been a tradition since we started. So, um, I- I'm 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 gonna give you my top ten. I start off and uh, oh, let me I'll get let my pen. Let me get my, let me let me get my pen ready because. Last year, man, you put me on some instrumental albums that were fire. I appreciate it, man. I think this year we might have a lot of the same ones, though. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll um, see. At number 10, I got, uh, I don't have no honorable mentions because um, I really, well, I do have an honorable mention uh, that didn't make the list. We actually reviewed it together. It's uh, a instrumental four didn't make the list. That's on your honorable mention? Yes, it's my honorable mention, man. I don't know. It's just over over time. A lot of instrumentals just kind of took over and uh, took over that spot. But but on the contrary, uh, that's not the end of Pete Rock according to this top ten. Uh, so at number ten, I got Otis McDonald, uh, and the name of the album is called Fall, like the seasons. Uh, he actually he actually has a series of. Uh, instrumental albums named under each season spring summer fall he hasn't coming out with winter yet but uh out of the 
three that he's come out with so far I like fall the most um at number nine i have uh and i don't know how you feel about this project ian but uh i'm sure you've listened to it uh the kenny beats project louis i didn't even know about it oh yeah yeah it came out i actually did a review on it uh a few months ago if i'm not mistaken kenny beats. yeah kenny beats yeah kenny beats came out with an instrumental uh, uh, called Louie is basically a dedication to his uh, father I think it's something that, that that passed away if I'm not mistaken um, he dedicated the album to him but uh, yeah it's an instrumental album and then he came out with a bonus um, version of this album with some some lyrics to it some some artists did some lyrics over it but uh, he did the instrumental version of it first so yeah Kenny Beats Louie is at number nine at number eight, we got Pete Rock, uh, Return of the SP-1200 Volume 2. Bro, bro, if this would have came out early in the season, this would probably be number one. Unpopular opinion. I don't think it holds a candle to Pete Stramentals 4. Man, I, I don't know. I, 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 I kind of liked it better than 4. I actually think this is one of his weaker instrumental projects, honestly. Oh, snap. Ian with the gut punch. Oh. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh. Like it's not it's not bad. And there are definitely some tracks that I messed with. Heavy. Uh, you know, Soul on Top, Middle East, Change Things. I, I mess with those tracks heavy. But overall, the project, it just took it took too too long to get going. And I, Pete Shimano 4 was more John Blaze. Okay, okay, all right. And it sounded dated too. It sounded dated and not in a good way. Okay, all right. You got a good argument there. You got a good argument there. But, you know, I don't know, man. I, I've just been rocking with it. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, Apollo Brown, This Must Be The Place, is at number seven on my list. Um, mm. I was I was very happy to see it in your uh, awards uh, for the year. I was very happy to see that. Uh, Storm. Oh, uh, hopefully you can make our award show next week, Rodney. We should have special guest Chastity back on for that one. So. <laughs> cool, cool. Y'all be on the lookout for that. Money in the bank, man. Uh oh. Uh oh. Check us out. Check us out, man. All right, so at number six we got I got Storm Watkins better than better with wine. Mm. Excellent, excellent project, man. Excellent Storm Watkins, man. This dude, I'm so glad I stumbled across his instrumentals albums, man. This dude is, this dude is consistent. Uh, at number five I got Utoro with Groove of Life Game, very mellow. Uh, dusty instrumental project like a lot of the beats are rare very lo-fi uh you uh y-o-t sorry yeah y-o-t-o-r-o and it's called groove of life game groove of life game okay uh at number four i got uh kaylin ellis with the funk will prevail um at number very very solid project um i've been a kaylin ellis fan for for a minute so uh the funk will prevail huh yeah the funk will prevail how you spell kaylin uh k 
K-A-E-L-I-N. Ellis. Okay. At number three, we got Jono Doss. J-O-N-O-D-O-S. Okay. And the name of the album is called Muhammad, My Man. Actually, Money in the Banks recommended this one to me, and I, I, it stayed in the rotation pretty nicely. So, uh, pretty but good, what? pretty good instrumental project. That came up in my recommendeds, man. Um, I saw it on Spotify and Bandcamp, and I never got around to checking it out. But I remember the title, Muhammad, My Man. But you say it's pretty dope, huh? Yeah, the album cover is dope too. It's got a dude getting punched in the face. Yeah, like a, a, a with a yeah, it's it's pretty dope. Um, at number two, I got the count. That's the uh, K with a K instead of a C. Uh, the count, and the name of the album is called Vignet. V i g n e t t e. Um, dope instrumental project, man. All the beats are like one minute long, but oh, I mean, it's. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, all the beats are very up, you know, very upbeat, not a dull moment. It just keeps you, keeps you engaged. You know, it's not, it doesn't get bland over time. And it's a short listen, but I mean, they, it was, it was really nice. And I, I really enjoyed that project. And then number one, I got uh, Marco Polo MP on the MP beat tape volume three. Woo. Yeah. MP on the MP Volume Three. All right, that's one out of the series, definitely. So yeah, I love it. I love it. It's that 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 album is is stayed in my rotation all year. That one was fire. Uh, it, it's actually my favorite one out of the MP on the MP series. Yeah. Uh, now that I now that I think about it. Um, all right, man. Okay. All right. There is only three albums that overlap with my list. Okay. Um, my honorable mention, um, I want to give to a cat named Sin Crawford. Uh, Sin spelled S-I-N. Uh, Sin Crawford had an album called Instrumentals to Commit Crimes to. It came out, I want to say January, February. Uh, I almost forgot to include it, but... it. It's on my honorable mentions because it's it's uh, it's just a very short album, and uh, but it's it's dope. It's got some dope like uh, funk uh, samples from the seventies, and um, I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. So um, at number ten, I got the North Posse with the album Trippy Series One. Um, it kind of sounds like what you get when you would cross. What you get when you cross uh, Memphis trap samples <laughs> with Boom Bap? Uh, okay. Um, I it, it's a marriage that goes down very well. Uh, North Posse, Trippy Series One. Um, at number nine, I too have Marco Polo, MP on the MP Volume Three. Man, it's some bangers on here. Um, that track California, I love. Yeah, California is dope. That that oh my god, that that the way those those electric keys come in in the middle of the beat every four bars, like man, this goes hard. Um, number eight, I got Professor Creepshow. 
uh, Blue Dreams and Palm Trees. Uh, Professor Creep shows got a very extensive discography. He he kind of does that whole vaporwave sound that I, mm-hmm. I'm growing more and more fond of. Like I had to throw at least one vaporwave album on here. Um, yeah, Professor Creep show Blue Dreams and Palm Trees, very relaxing too. And number seven, I got Storm Watkins, Better with Wine. Um, you you put me on the Storm Watkins last year, Rodney, and I have been hooked ever since, bro. Thank you so much to put me on to this dude. He he had oh, another sure. album that came out this year called Ascension. That was pretty dope too. But Ascension was good too. Yeah. Better yeah. with wine was better. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> and the album like, cover was better too. Uh, yo, absolutely. But very, very rich, lush samples he, he uses. Um he but it's got that boom bap DNA to it too. It's like yeah. it's just great. It's just great, like chill turn down music. Um so Storm Watkins better with wine at number seven. And number six, I got Chaz Beats, Respect the Classics. Uh, his name is spelled C-H-A-S-B-E-A-T-S. Chaz Beats, Respect the Classics. He's known for taking very well-known hip-hop samples, popular hip-hop samples, and remixing them, and, and but distorting them in a way where it sounds very dreamy and very trippy. Um, and Dusty is it, is is great. It's great. I think you would really like the, the Chaz beats, Rodney. Respect the classics. Okay. Um, I got that in the archive. Actually, um, while we talking. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. Uh, what was that? That was number six. Number five. Where's my number five at? Um. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, bear with me. Okay, number five, uh, G-Man, spelled okay. G slash man. <laughs> G-Man, he, he's got a sample called Sample, Chop, and Assign, volume one. Uh, it's, a, it's a short listen, it's only like nine or 10 tracks, but boy, boy does he make those nine or 10 tracks count. Uh, real very quick, real, real quick question. Uh, Chaz beats that respect the classic. Is it on? Uh, is it on um, SoundCloud? Not oh, SoundCloud. Uh, not SoundCloud. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Yep. All, all, all oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All of these are on Bandcamp. Okay. Cool. 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 That's so, some, will, I'm just. Some will be on Spotify as well, but you can find all of these on Bandcamp. Okay. I'm gonna hit him with the follow then. But go ahead. Yeah, G-Man, Sample Chopper Sign, Volume 1. Very dope. I, I love samples uh, from, made from like 70s music. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. Um, that was number five. Number four, I got Mr. Backside. <laughs> um, this dude just keeps delivering, man. He, <laughs> you spell that for me? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Backside, he's got an album out called The Cult. That's like... Boy, it is it is trippy, man. Hopefully, it doesn't bother anybody's conscience. Um, because <laughs> he he uses samples. He uses some for, for his snippets. He uses a lot of samples from like old news reports about cults, about religious cults, and you know, it's it's really trippy. But the music is oh man, the music is fire. Number three, I got a dude by the name of Trend Major. Uh, T R E N D. And then major m-a-j-o-r beats of the underground um it's got like a green cover but it's just like unadulterated 
throwback boom bat man um i love that album number two i got pete rock peace Terminals four um, I listened to it not that long ago. It still holds up. It's still very strong. Um, yeah, it's P Rock doing his thing, man. It's P Rock doing his thing. Like it, there was no way this was not going to be on my list. And then at number one, I have Brock Berrigan with Breaking Bread. Uh, Brock Berrigan is a is a, a instrumentalist I've been a fan of for a long time. I didn't even know he had this drop to like maybe like two weeks ago. Um, oh wow! Yeah, that's been out for a minute. I meant to. Yeah, that's an honorable mention for me too. I forgot about Brock, Brock's project. But yeah, he's just as consistent as he's ever been, man. Like I, I gotta say, it's like he he he, he doesn't disappoint, man. Dude does not. You know disappoint. what's crazy? The well, what's crazy about that project for me, um, and that's probably why I didn't have it on the list, was because. He came out with singles for a long, he was dropping singles for a long time. And I'm like, when is this album gonna come out? By the time he came out with the album, it was only like a few more newer beats left on it and everything else I had already added. So it kind of took away my excitement for the project, but hey, it's still a dope project. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I thought it was the most consistent instrumental project of the year, uh, honestly. Yeah. Um, even on that man, that Marco Polo does bang. Um, <laughs> no, Brock, Brock, Brock's got something to say though. He does, man. He really does. Like, 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 check him out, man. Check him out. If you if you in the mood for something a little different, um, but dope, man, but dope. And, and he has some of the best album covers too, man. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, he does. <laughs> Yeah, so those are our those are our uh, picks. Those are our picks for the top out instrumental albums of the year. Take them down, listen to them. I'm sure you'll like them. Get some bangers off these. And uh, hey, man, we'll be back next year for another. This I will say this, man. I will say this is a final uh, note on this instrumental segment. <laughs> man, 2022. This year was way better than 2021, bro. Agreed. Oh my God, twenty twenty one was a struggle year, man, for instrumentals. <laughs> it, was. it was, it was a struggle year, bro. I was like, I think the I best even went back. The best one that came out was like Peace Instrumentals three, which was like I, honestly the worst one in the series. And I think that was like my number one last year. Yeah, like last year, man. I actually went back and listened to um, some playlists that I made, some instrumental playlists, because usually I put them in playlists. Um, so I can remember all the um, albums and everything. And I went back, I'm like, man, this kind of, this is weak compared to 2022. I was hitting the skip button a lot. I'm like, man, I, even those beats that I was liking, I was like, man, I like this? Uh, all right, whatever. So yeah, yeah, 2022 was way more strong. Indeed. But I'm gonna check out these, I'm gonna check out this these Chaz beats, the G-Man. Yeah, this is, this is, He's the, I already put him in my archive. So, all right, all right. So we got some awards to give out and um, I gotta get out of here. Uh, Brother Sam Desada, you got one? Yes, a black, concrete, a black content creator on YouTube by the name, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure her full name, but the name of her channel is Tita Takes, T-I-T-A, 
and then takes uh t-a-k-e-s uh she reviews a lot of like black content um in tv shows like abbott elementary you know and other stuff um but man mm-hmm. she, gets the, she gets the side eye award man support her channel oh for sure for sure mine's go to samara joy samara joy i just reviewed her album in a previous uh coffee and beats uh episode um she's actually a uh jazz it's a jazz album but she's got that throwback like 1950s uh billy holiday like you know dorothy dangerous type voice and she's only 23 hmm. only 23 years name? old man uh samara joy uh she came out with an album uh called uh linger a while Okay. And I think you'll like it, man. I think you'll like it. I actually, uh, she actually was in Chicago. She performed in Chicago not too long ago. But she's only, man, only 23 years old and got a voice like that. Man, very, very, very nice, man. Very nice album. Very nice surprise uh, this year in, in, in the jazz section. Um, Big Hair Rico Award. Man, everybody who got something to say about Brittany Griner coming back, man. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm so tired of these these conservative athletes. Oh, I hope she stands for the for the national anthem now. It's like shut up, shut up. Like like standing or not standing for the national anthem has nothing to do with this issue here. Like like that was in protest of something very specific. Get outside your little sensitive white bubble and understand that people in this country who don't look like you are going through some stuff and have been going through some stuff since they've been here. So all these people want Brittany Griner to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance now, man. Go somewhere, man. Look, miss me with that. <laughs> I don't have a big head of Rico Award, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, that's why I avoid comment sections, because they get ridiculous. Uh, Essence of Otis Award, man. All things Antonio Brown, bro. Man, I, I am not coming to see this dude, man. This dude is a waste of talent. A waste of a person. He, he he just needs to get lost, man. That What's that's all I gotta say about Antonio Brown. Brady. Dude, it's a beef. It, it's a beef in his own head, bro. Tom Brady not even thinking about him. And and you you're talking to the biggest Tom Brady hater on the planet. In myself, and I'm like, bro, you what what narrative are you trying to create here? I thought you said your problem was with the coach. When you originally walked off the field, so so I, I, I'm I'm done with this 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 Kanye West uh, follower, and I, I'm just I'm done with Antonio Brown. All things Antonio Brown, you, you get this spray, man. You get this spray. Ain't nobody coming to see you. Indeed, you got one. Uh, Bronny James games. Yeah, man, nobody ain't trying to see that, man. I don't care if a Kim, I don't care if Kardashians at the game. I don't want to see that in my timeline. Like, like, what's up with that, bro? Like, that that's a little creepy to me that they're showing up to his games. Hey, trying to get them while they're young. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I guess the draft is coming up for y'all too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what it is. <laughs> it's like Kanye and Lamar Odom then exited. It's it's a whole new it's a whole new class coming out. <laughs> Graduate, right? Yeah. And uh, I think Melo's son was at that game too. He was playing was. in that game too. Yeah, he was. So man, whatever, man. Cuddy Award. Mine's go to AJ Brown, man, wide receiver of the Eagles. 
for uh, knocking the Tennessee teams down a flight of stairs. And um, I don't know if you've been following this story, but A.J. Brown, who was a wide receiver for the Titans last year, wanted to get paid by the Titans. The Titans ended up not paying him. So the Eagles said, hey, we'll pay you. Uh, he ended up signing with the Eagles. The Eagles got the best record in the NFL. They blew out the Titans a week ago. And the next day, the Titans fired their general manager. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. And the coach was okay with it. <laughs> wow. Oh, they didn't. They went in agreement with that decision. Man. Yeah, they went in like upper, upper, the upper ups and the coach was in on his firing. Wow. So, yeah. Pay your players, man. Play your, pay your, pay your good players, at least. Pay, pay your good pay your players, man. Uh, you got one? My Cuddy Award is going to Zion Williamson for putting a final nail in the coffin with that dunk on the Phoenix Suns and starting that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> and and I, I totally understand his rationale. This was a team that sent my team home last year. Because real talk, yeah. without, without Zion, the Pelicans were still giving them fits. Exactly. Exactly. I like the, the message you sent. Was still giving him fits. I, I, I like I like that. I like that that dog in him. Like, I right, I right, Zion, there you go. That's that's how you do it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, be be uh, rude to him. Don't show him no respect. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh you played yourself a war. You got one? Uh I don't actually. I don't either. So we'll keep it moving. Milk Carton Award mines go to the Miami Heat, man. Have you seen them lately? I ain't seen them. Where they at, though? Where they at, though? (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that a Tony Baker sketch? Where they at, though? Oh, that's a prim. That's a prim. uh, That's a prim snippet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, where's Kim? Uh, Where's the Dale? Where they at, though? (laughs) I actually had I actually had Kawhi Leonard. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Kawhi Leonard wants to take games off. Then he come in and hit a game winner. Then take two more games off. Then come back, score 25, take two more games. Like, what's up with that? It's like he got mind control over the Clippers or something. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm going to come back and then I'm going to sit out two, three games <laughs> and then I'm going to come back and y'all just going to let it happen. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we need we need another Kawhi Leonard uh spoof video, man. <laughs> I miss those. I miss those. Uh <laughs> it's a shame award. You got one? Uh, I actually don't have one. I got one. It's a shame what happened to Granddaddy IU from the from the uh was that the Get Fresh crew or whatever. Uh, he oh. died at the age. Hip hop lost another. Uh, I ain't gonna call him a legend. Yeah, yeah. Granddaddy from the IU Juice is crew. a from legend. The Juice crew. Granddaddy yeah. IU is a legend. Yeah, from the Juice Crew, man. Yeah. What? I didn't even hear about he this. Yeah, yeah. He died yesterday. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. no. Cause of death wasn't revealed, but yeah, he he uh he died yesterday. Granddaddy IU. Dang. His videos was just hilarious, though. <laughs> His videos is hilarious. 
Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, he was only, uh, he was 54 years old, man. 54 years old. Man, and we lost Tame One and Hurricane G. Yeah, and Hurricane G, yeah. So, yeah, that's that. That's that. Again, thanks, Ian, for taking some time out today to join me on this podcast. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, this is a great show, bro. Oh, for sure, for sure. And again, vibes and stuff. New episode, new season has begun. So uh check that new episode out. Oh, uh, y'all gonna be t- y'all getting to some Atlanta talk too. I see. Yeah, so man. yeah. Um and, and we did we did Outcast versus Goody Mob in the uh, album face off. Check it out. That's a good matchup too. Good matchup. Great matchup. Two of my two of my favorite albums, man. Two of my favorite albums, but I'm not gonna ask one. I'll, uh, we let you guys figure that out when y'all watch the episode. But uh, I, I was gonna go for Goody Mob actually, but hey, it is what it is. It's just me. It's just me. <laughs> hey, check it out. Cause I'm I a Goody was, Mob fan, man. I, I thought it was gonna work out one way, and it, it, it in the in the when we did the face off. But I was I was surprised. I was surprised that. And how close it was. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. But uh, with that being said, man, I got to get out of here. I got to go cut some heads. All right. For sure. All right, Rodney. I'll catch you on the next one. All right, y'all. Peace. All right. Peace. 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 Stink. Yeah, we y'all they y'all forcing us to show them all the time like they gonna be good. Y'all is that they know the NBA oh. it's a conspiracy. Uh and then we got all these clowns on television have to talk about them every day. A conspiracy? It's a conspiracy. Like we have to talk about the Lakers. The Lakers are awful. We don't talk about no other 14 seed. Uh well sorry, they're not a 14 seed. They're a 12 seed. We don't talk about what's the 12 seed in the East. We don't ever talk about the Washington Wizards, do we? Ever. <laughs> do we ever mention the Washington Wizards? Great Bradley, Bradley Bill. No, but for some reason, these morning talk shows and us, we have to show the Lakers all the time. The Lakers stink. Easy. I'm, I'm fine. It's the last time you're going to see him this year. No way. It is. This year, this is December. It's oh. <laughs> you big dummy. <laughs> American Express teammates. So, so, uh, well played, Ernie. As we, as we well played, Ernie.